Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope that you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be on this globe of extremes, that you are able to bring to you the knowledge of what you need through your visions and dreams. Okay. How do we do that? (laughs) I invented a way and I'm probably not the first person or the only person, but I invented a way when I was, uh, Oh, I would have to say, maybe 13 years old, (laughs) I, um, wanted to know who am I going to meet? Who's going to be the new kid in my junior high school? So when I was in seventh grade, and I think I maybe did this when I was 12, maybe going into 13. So it was maybe in August. It might've been, you know, it was a few weeks before, School, So I think maybe, maybe even in July. So probably and I was still 12. I invented this. And so I would ask, dear God, (laughs) and you can insert, you know, your favorite name for deity or your higher self, dear higher self, or Hey, Joe, you know, (laughs) if you want to call God, Joe, you know, God's not opposed to any name you say. You know, I mean, don't call God asshole because probably you're not going to get a response. (laughs) God created all names, so God's not going to be upset if you say, you know, Allah, Jah, Yah, Ra, (laughs) Yahweh, (laughs) whatever um, you want to say. God, Goddess, Goddess Hecate, Goddess Diana, if you want, although they may not know the answer, right? Your higher self knows the answer. Your holy guardian angel knows the answer. And God knows the answer to pretty much anything and everything you want to know. And this is what I did. So when I was uh, 13 years old or 12 years old, that summer anyway, I said, who am I going to meet this year? Who am I going to meet that's brand new coming? Who's going to be the new kid in the class or kids in the class? And that first year I did this, I would ask every night until finally 
the new kid in the class would pop into my memory because I was remembering the future because all time exists right now. All happenings are happening right now. You are living your past. You're living your future. You're living all of your lifetimes right now. Now we're stuck in, uh, this, uh, matrix, this, uh, third dimensional creeping on into the fifth dimensional, uh, matrix at, at this moment, you know, that's what the ascension's about. And we are becoming multidimensional and we're having time slips and, uh, things popping in and out of existence. Where did I put my damn keys? They were here a minute ago and you look over the whole house and finally you give up and you're like, shit. And then you go back and look at where they were three minutes ago and there they are. And it's like, wait a minute, they weren't there. I swear. (laughs) Did I temporarily go insane and blind? (laughs) They weren't there and now they're there. It's because we're, we're multidimensional beings and things are time is slipping. Things are, are strange. Things are different than they, um, ever have been, you know, I mean, maybe hundreds of years ago, they were strange when magic was real. And we've seen a lot of TV shows that show this realness, this magic, you know, uh, or the realness of magic where we think, Oh, such a good fantasy movie. If only it were like that. And I have a feeling it was like that. It was Jude Dikoff that mentioned it for the first time. Um, to me and and it made me think, Oh man, (laughs) that's probably true. But this first year I asked and I got the face of a kid who's going to be new. And then a few weeks go by and I go to school and class, we would like to you to meet so-and-so who's brand new and in walks the kid from my vision because I was remembering the future. So the next year I did the same thing. I want to know who's new, who's coming to class this year. And and am I going to be friends with him or her? And that time, the second year, not only did I see the kid class, like to introduce you to Travis. I'm not going to say his last name, but he was, um, or is, uh, native American, like French Indian basically is what they say. French native, uh, native American and French. So he has a French last name, but he's native and sexy. I mean, if it, if an eighth grader can be sexy, Oh my God. I mean, I don't want to say now, That's kind of awkward for me to say it. But when I was in eighth grade, he was the same age as me. And I thought, ooh, he's good looking. Ooh. (laughs) I've always had a thing for the the native men. And especially if they got a little bit of that French thing going. Ooh. (laughs) You know, so that was my first um, Native American, you know, guy that I liked, right? He was the first... Aside from my cousins, they were pretty, they were pretty good looking 
they were mesmerizingly beautiful, my cousins, and they were always talking about living on the res. And uh, I didn't get to talk to them too, too much, which was sad, but I really, they were my grandpa's family. And um, that's where I get the name Fox from. But the Fox comes from royalty in Ireland, but my grandfather's mother was native. And anyway, um, a lot of our cousins were were native. And um, I always had crushes on my cousins, you know. When I was very little, I was like, God, four and five years old. Like, I couldn't stop looking at them like, oh, man, they're so handsome. <laughs> it's like such a weird thing and so common, but uh, to have little crushes on your cousins. But, boy, they were really good looking. And I remember, how come I can't be this beautiful, man? <laughs> so in my mind, my standard of beauty was not tied to how I looked, but how my beautiful native cousins looked. But anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So Travis, that's his first name. I'm not going to say his last, but he was so beautiful. I had this vision or this dream of him and I had a vision of his face and I thought, wow, that's cool. I'm going to meet this guy named Travis. All right, cool. He's pretty cute too. I saw his face perfectly clear because I kept asking, who am I going to meet? Who am I going to meet? Oh, but then I fell asleep and I had a dream about him. And in my dream, we had been friends for three years already. And we were 16 years old and we were in love and we were having sex and I got pregnant and my parents kicked me out of the house and I had to go live with Travis and his family, which they lived in kind of a smaller um, apartment and they were already struggling with money because they had uh, the grandparents were living there with them you know his parents and the grandparents and I think he had a couple cousins and he already lived on a pull-out bed on the couch now I don't know if any of this is real or true okay this is just in my dream and in my dream they took me in and they said that they would help take care of us but we were going to have to get married when we were of age and I had to live on this pull-out couch bed um, in the middle of the family living room and I always heard his mom and dad talking about how I robbed Travis of his ability to go to university and that I ruined his life <laughs> like sorry it takes two to tango your son was kind of in it right and we were still in love and we were gonna you know be okay but I woke up in a cold sweat guys I was like oh my god I do not want that to be my life and I loved this guy I mean I woke up going I was crying I was like I love him so much but I don't want to ruin his life and I don't want to ruin my life or my chances and I don't want my dad to never talk to me again so I met Travis 
his locker was too down from mine and he was so happy to meet me and he came up to me smiling with this winning beautiful smile with his perfect white teeth and 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 he, he shook my hand and said I'm Travis and I said I know <laughs> because I freaking saw the future and I just said thanks nice to meet you and I was so mean to him and I refused to even say another word to him for like four years <laughs> when we were 17 years old I said okay I have to tell you something because the time has passed and I told him about my vision of him and I told him about my dream and I said I loved you so much like completely like you could have been this great love of mine I could have been your great love this is why I treated you so bad is because I wanted you to have a good life I wanted you to to uh be able to go to university and have a good life and I did not want to hold you back and I did not want you to hold me back or the child to hold us back and so I had to let you go before I ever met you and how he reacted to that was uh I think she's crazy <laughs> he was like in complete and total shock and I just said look I hope you have a really good life and if you want to know me now that will be okay we're going to be adults in a year and he never ever said a single word to me as long as he lived ever again <laughs> and it's funny because I looked him up on Facebook and I saw this I saw his picture from when he was a teenager and then I realized he named his son Travis Jr and he looks just like his dad. I'm like, "What?" So, I thought that was pretty cool that he grew up had a lovely life and had a kid look just like him, just as equally as handsome and, you know, now his kids like in his like like 30 or something now. It's like pretty pretty crazy stuff. So, I would from time to time ever since those experiences, especially that intense experience of knowing the future, right? And what could happen from just the basic meeting of somebody. And I was like, "Oh god, I know he's not my native guy. I got another. I think I have another guy who might look like him in the future, but I know he's not him, right?" But I use that particular technique for a bunch of different things. What will my friend wear on Thursday? And then I would show up in the same outfit and freak her out to prove I'm psychic. Yeah, I was in junior high. I mean, you know, what do you want from me? But that's I start playing around with this idea of I can tell the future when I ask God to show me the future. Show me what her outfit's going to be like and you know back when you know everyone wore corduroys oh my god <laughs> She'd wear her purple cords I'd wear my pur- purple cords she'd wear her thick cords I'd wear my thick cords she'd wear her her thin cords I'd wear the thin cords and she's like how do you do this every time and I said because I'm asking God to tell me what you're going to wear and she's like but I didn't even know I was going to wear but I could see the future 
I don't know how it's happening, but I wanted to prove to you that I'm psychic and I wanted to prove to me that I'm psychic and this is what I was doing. So it's kind of silly. I mean, you know, junior high stuff, right? Well, later it was, what job am I going to get? You know, um, what, what university should I go to? You know, those kinds of questions. I don't know if I actually did those specific things, but you know, what, what, um, company should I go to, to get a job? Right. I did that in Santa Barbara when I was, when I first got my AA degree, I remember looking at my boyfriend, I had ordered a sheet cake in order. And, and I had invited a lot of people to my party and I did not know the rule of a third that only a third of the people that you invite will actually come to a party. And, um, only in my family, my really strange cousin and my mom and grandma were the only people that came to my AA degree, um, you know, after party at my house, but I had invited like 30 people and overall 10 people came. Well, I didn't know that if I had known that I would have invited 90 people because I wanted 30 people to be there and I ordered enough sheet cake for 30 people to be there. And I was a bodybuilder at the time and I did not eat, um, hardly any, uh, sugar. I was very, very careful with my diet and I was, um, trying to be a model and actor and I was very, very much focused on health, but I'm like, you know what? I graduated from freaking college. It's my first degree. It's not my last, but I'm going to, uh, enjoy it. So I'm going to buy a fricking sheet cake. And I did for 30 people. <laughs> and I said to my boyfriend, I said, so this is my goal. He's like, I'm not going to eat that. He was also a bodybuilder. I'm like, fine, more for me. <laughs> and he was such an asshole. But at the time, I didn't realize it because I, I was naive. And he was a narcissist. But so I so this is what I did is I... Uh, told him, I, I asked God to show me my future. Right? So God showed me my future. And so I did not feel guilty about this because I knew the future. I knew what company to go to. God showed me the outside of the building, show me, um, the person who was going to help me. She had kind of like, um, dark blonde hair and that I was going to get a job right away with her. Like literally the day I'd walk in and I'd and that afternoon I'd walk out with a job. Not even that afternoon. I mean like within an hour because <laughs> I have an AA degree and I'm employable and I had work experience and I knew I was going places. I just felt it. So God showed me and showed me it was in two weeks. So I said, okay, great. So I looked at my boyfriend at the time and I said, okay, this is my plan. He's like, are you going to get a job or what? I'm like, this is my plan. I'm going to work in two weeks. But right now I am going to take two weeks off and every single day I'm going to eat freaking cake for breakfast with my coffee. And then in two weeks, I'm going to go get a job as soon as I run out of cake. And he's like, what the hell kind of rule is that? I'm like, it's just what I know is going to be true. So I did, I ate cake for two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, I went and I went exactly to the building that I saw in my vision. And it was an employment agency. And I walked in there within an hour. I had a job. 
and it was a temporary job, but they kept me busy all summer long and they kept me busy until I was permanently placed in a job. And that was it. It, You know, I just knew what was going to happen. I just saw it. And this is my technique. I literally said, God, show me whatever it is. So, um, I'm telling you guys this because I want you to know it's possible to know the future and the things that you should be going for. Like if you don't totally know, you're like, I don't know. I mean, I want to be in a relationship again. I need to finish whatever karmic cycles, whatever, you know, and those of you who have a twin flame and you don't know what that twin flame looks like. Now, several of you have come to me saying, I found my twin flame. I'm so excited. This is wonderful. And it's weird though, because they're so gun ho in coming towards me and saying that they're my twin flame and they know it. And I'm not really totally sure, but I feel like maybe it's true. They're saying all the right things. They got all the mojo and they got that energy. They've got that, uh, vibe of, I don't know, like an aura of something, you know, charisma or something. Right. And then a few weeks later, a few of you have come back to me and said, Oh shit, this person was a narcissist and they took advantage of the fact I'm looking for my twin flame and I believed them. And now I'm just all kinds of messed up. They messed me up. Several of you have contacted me with this exact sob story of having met your twin flake, not your twin flame, you know, and this is why I call it the twin flakes, <laughs> the twin flakes of the world, because they're not, they're just trying to prey upon your spirituality because they're narcissists. They're nothing. They're nar- Your twin flame is never, ever, ever going to be a narcissist. Because you have to be, in order to be a twin flame on earth incarnate with your twin flame, in order for you to have earned the right to be incarnate, incarnated in a human body with your twin flame, also incarnated as a human body in which you're going to come together, you have to have a special level of spirituality already under your belt from other lifetimes. You have to do the spiritual work to get to that level. Now, a lot of people, even a lot of you listening are at that level, but have opted out. (laughs) You didn't check that box in heaven before you were born. And the reason is it's freaking hard. It's hard to be in a twin flame relationship. It's hard to, um, you know, go on that journey. The journey is harder than the relationship, I believe, but I don't know because my twin flame and I are still in the getting to know you via telepathy stage. (laughs) But how did I know who my twin flame is? And this is what I'm going to tell you. So you could do this technique for people you're going to, who will be my next boyfriend? Who will my next girlfriend be? What will my next job be? Where should I go to university? Uh, what degree will I hold in my hands next that I earned? 
Like if you really don't know what direction in life you're going, ask that question. Will I ever have a degree? And if so, please show me the degree in my hand so I know what to go for. It might surprise you. You know, you might end up with a university degree, like a bachelor's degree of, you know, of psychology or theater arts or photography or, you know, music or audiovisual stuff. I mean, you don't know um, sometimes where you're going, but this technique will always help you get there if you keep trying it. Now, as I've told several of you, the squeaky wheel always gets the grease. That's what they say, right? You know, and that comes from, I don't know exactly, probably from someone who (laughs) was on a bicycle and realized that wheel is squeaking off a lot and he oiled it and maybe came up with it that way. I don't know. (laughs) It's always a squeaky wheel that gets a grease. Know why? Because it's annoying to hear that wheel squeak, right? So it's the same thing with you asking God. This is what I did uh, before I met my near twin. And this is what I want you guys to do. If you think you're incarnate with your twin flame, especially, but even if you know you're definitely not a twin flame, but you're looking towards your next best friend, your next girlfriend or boyfriend or your next job or your next whatever it is, this is the exact technique you ask. Higher self, please show me a vision or a dream clearly of the face of my twin flame so that when I meet this person, I will know them. And in that night, you go to bed. You do this right before you fall asleep. Ten minutes, five minutes before. You lay down, you you fall asleep. And if you don't get a vision, don't give up the very next day. Higher self, I need you to please send me a vision or a dream of the face close up. So I recognize him or her, you know, whatever you, uh, you know, prefer. Uh, I always said him, you know, cause I knew it was going to be a man. So I'm like, okay, please show me the face of the man who is my real true twin, my true twin flame so that I know him when I meet him, that he's really who I think he is. So I don't make mistakes going out. You know, it's basically, so I don't make a mistake. So someone doesn't trick me into thinking that they're the one when in fact, they're just wasting my time, wasting my life, wearing me down to a fucking nub. Cause I don't need that shit. No more twin flakes. We only want the twin flames, right? And if you're not here on the twin flame journey, that's okay. Who is my next soulmate? Who is my next boyfriend? Who is the best person for me? Who is a person that I can help and they can help me on our spiritual path. Now you don't want to be in a place of rescuing or being rescued because that is a place of not being healed emotionally, mentally. So you don't want that. 
you want to be a hundred percent ready, but then you ask when you're ready, Hey, higher self, please show me the face of my twin flame so that when I see him in person in real life, I will know who he is and I will not make mistakes. I will be, uh, in a place of power in my knowingness. And I will be able to revere this person and honor and respect and love this person from moment one, because when I see him, I'm going to recognize him. I mean, and, and then you do this the fourth day and a fifth day and a sixth day and a seventh day. And sometimes it might take you two or three bloody months before you get an image in your mind or a dream. And this is when it comes right as you're about to fall asleep. Boom. That vision hits and you might see a whole scene play out. You sit up like, Oh my God. Wow. That was something. And then you go back to sleep and you might even have a dream. Now, if you have a dream the last third of your night and you think they're your love or something, but then they do something really fucked up, that's a venting dream. And that's not your true love. It's not at the end of your night. It's at the beginning before you start your normal dream cycle when the visions hit. And usually it's when you're still kind of in that twilight stage before awakening I mean, before sleeping and, and you know, you're still, you're, you're after awake, but before sleep, there's like that twilight overlap period. It's in the gap of the overlap where you will see this person's face. And that is how I found out who my twin flame is. Of course, I didn't believe it cause he's famous. So I was like, okay, well I'm not a fangirl. So why does this person's face keep popping up into my head? You know, please tell me the real person and his face kept popping up again and again and again and dozens of times. Cause I, now I know it's him for real. And when every time I doubted it and I'd say, give me a sign of who my guy is. And then someone would say his name or he would be randomly in a, a movie or a TV show, his name will pop up or his face will pop up. He'll just be there randomly, like for like a quick little cameo. That's not even, um, listed, not even in the credits. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the hell? You know, sometimes I'd specifically pick a movie that does not have his name in it so that I would not see him because I don't want to be a fangirly type of person. So I just watch a movie and forget my troubles for two hours. And then boom, there he is. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> and it's funny that somebody whose face I didn't remember for years, but then one day when I start asking, now I know his face and I've memorized his face. I know his face. I would know him anywhere. <laughs> he could wear a disguise and I would know his face. <laughs> But this is what I'm telling you guys, because so many of you have said, I think I met my twin flame. I'm so excited about this. And then a few weeks later, that person was a narcissist and they broke my heart and now I'm mentally fucked up. And you all didn't do this. And I've, t I've mentioned this four or five times, this technique. And 
either y'all didn't get that memo before or you didn't do the exercise. So I'm telling you the spiritual work pays off. You know, if you have a vision that your one true love is, uh, tall and blonde and thin and, and, and moves like with an uncanny familiar sense of grace, you know, and you, and you have a vision of that when you meet a fat old peg leg pirate, that's not going to be your twin. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, like, well, there's something about his energy. Yeah. He's got charisma because he is a narcissist and they use that charisma to reel you in. They study the lingo of spirituality to reel you in. They're just trying to pull a con. And those are the twin flakes of the world. They're nothing. They're not even close to a twin. They haven't earned the right to be that narcissists have not earned the right to be that they chose to come here to be narcissists because that's where their level of consciousness is at using other people for their own gain, living in a place of ego, thinking there's no problem with them. Do you feel sorry for them? Yes. Should you feel sorry for them while sleeping with them in their bed? Fuck no. You, you deserve better than that. And so do I you know, feel sorry from them for, from a distance, go find your real person. Do this with your, um, you know, who's my next boyfriend going to be? I said this and and I kept seeing my near twin flame. Who is my next boyfriend going to be? And, and I kept seeing his face so close up. So I was green eyes. And then I, then he, um, would kiss me in my vision and then he would stand up and I would see his body and he was wearing in my vision. He was wearing like, um, swimming trunks and he had, um, two tattoos that were very recognizable. So when I met this person in real life and I saw his tattoo, I was like, Oh shit, that was a guy I had a vision about. In fact, I had a vision about him five nights in a row and I met him five months later. And now I know I'm supposed to be in a relationship with him. And we were together a while. Like, you know, he didn't even kiss me for eight months. We had already been seeing each other eight months when we had our first kiss and he was my near twin. He treated me with uh, love and respect and he honored me as a person. You know, it was really incredible. Like, you know, he hurt my feelings in other ways, but on a day to day, I mean, he showed up for me. He showed up for my kids and it wasn't even required of him to do so. You know, and for a while I thought he was my twin flame, but I had not done this. Who is my twin flame? I said, who will my next boyfriend be? And that's who it was. So when he came into my life, it wasn't some mofo trying to fuck me up. It was somebody who actually was going to be a value to my spiritual journey. And I was going to be a value and worth to his spiritual journey as well. And I know that we put each other through the paces and iron sharpens iron. And we were both better people at the end of that relationship. And I'm so grateful that I was able to do that sort of, um, exercise. It was amazing that I was able to do. And there we go. I looked at 34, 43, and then 34, 44. So there we go with 44 again. So I want you guys to know this technique 
inside and out. Do it for little things. God, I'm testing something out. Please show me the next person who will buy me a cup of coffee. Please show me the next person who's going to buy me a cup of coffee. Start small. You're going to have a vision. Someone's going to hand you a cup of coffee. <coughs> who Show me the face of the person who's going to hand me my next cup of coffee. Now, you might be going over to um, one of the roasters or whatever and, you know, Juan Valdez Cafe if you're in Colombia. <laughs> That's my favorite place. But, um, you know, you, you might be going to Dunkin' Donuts or someone says, hey, let's go over to Dunkin' Donuts. I feel like having a donut. Isn't that weird? Haven't had a donut in years. Let's go over there. And then, boom, there's the face of the person you had a vision of who handed you your donut and your coffee, right? Or maybe at Denny's, you know, just who is the face of the next person who's going to hand me a cup of coffee? It doesn't mean you're going to have a relationship with them or you're going to be friends with them, but you could start slow like that. What's going to be on sale at the grocery store? What vegetable will be on sale at the grocery store? And see if you don't get a damn vision of it. You know, write it down. This is how you build trust in your psychic abilities. This is how you build trust in your spiritual self. This is how you build a connection and a friendship with the divine. But I'm, I'm hearing too many stories of you guys gain all gun ho about this twin flame thing. Not even a couple of you weren't even sure you were a twin flame and you went off and believed somebody when they said, Oh, we're twin flames. Let's get married. Let's move in together. And it's only been two weeks, you know, and I don't want to see anybody else get hurt, you know? And, um, I knew that I, who my twin flame was in 2015 And I was like, well, that's going to be hard to meet this guy. I mean, God, six years later, I still have not met him. He is super famous, right? A good friend of mine um, who has been on the show several times, she had a vision of us being together. She said in four years, she told me this two years ago. She's like, I don't know when you're going to meet, but I see that you're going to be together together, like completely cohesive in a decent relationship in love, like in four years. So I said, okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Hopefully it's right. I hope I'm on that timeline. You know, that would be cool. I think in, you know, two years from now, I will be, uh, more than well, well, uh, ready, prepared, you know, to have a full blown relationship right now. I want to meet him. Sure. But I'm focused on myself. I'm focused on loving myself. And that's also the other point I want to make is that, when you have the energy of waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for this person. I've been saying this for two freaking years. And I, I realized, um, after reading five or six times in different places around the internet (laughs) and social media, when you have the energy of waiting, the universe gives you more waiting. Well, fuck that. I'm done waiting. So I basically keep saying every night I am with my twin and my twin is with me. We are together. We're so happy. And last night I had a dream that we were together in a room and we were talking. I was talking too much because I got nervous and talked too much. And he was overwhelmed and the energy was intense. And he very quietly walked over to me, looked me in the eyes and smiled. And he kissed me and put his arms around me. He's like, it's all right, love. 
and he hugged me. And then I woke up, damn it, I wanted to know what else comes next. (laughs) But I had a vision. I had the vision of him. It was nice. Now, the other place in your sleep cycle in which you will get a vision, like that's like a dream, but a vision that's a message, is going to be right before you wake up. You'll wake up startled and, ah, it was so good. Man, I was right there. I was about to see him without his shirt, man. Why did I wake up? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's those kind of moments where you're like, ah, he was about to kiss me. I, I almost felt his lip on my lip and I woke up, damn it. Ah, oh, it's never, you know, I don't know. Archangels, at least for me, I don't, I don't dream of actual sex. My sexy dreams are when I'm about to get kissed by somebody I want to kiss. And more recent, in more recent years, it's my twin flame. <laughs> I'm right about to have a kiss, and then oh, I wake up, and it feels sexual, but there's no sex, there's no nudity, there's it might. I mean, it's like not even PG. It's like G-rated dreams, very innocent dreams. <laughs> it's so annoying. But that's what I want you guys to try for everything. You know, who's going to hand me my next cup of coffee? Try it. What is the color of my next shirt that I'm going to buy? Say you need some clothes and you don't even know what color you want to buy. You don't even know. Well, what, what's the next shirt I'm going to buy? You walk in the sh- store, you don't know if that's the style or not. You walk in the store and there it is. Wow, that was right from my vision. That's so weird. And in the moment, you might not even realize that that's a person you had a vision of, or that's a shirt you had a vision of, or that was, you know, you just had it somehow stuck in your subconscious mind. And then it hits you like a ton of bricks. <gasps> You're the one I saw in my vision. Cause that's the tattoo I saw. <gasps> what? And that's how it works. That's how you do that. So I want you guys to, um, try it, try it and let me know, give me feedback on this technique. I mean, it's so simple. It's deceptively simple, but those of you who've come back at me saying, I thought I found my twin and now I'm all kinds of messed up and they already knew this technique, but they did not do it. You got to watch out for the twin flakes, man. They're, they're not, they're a twin, nothing. They're, they're not even spiritual enough to be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, everyone on earth has a twin flame, but only 144,000 couples exist on the planet of twin flames, I mean. And, but we have hundreds of soulmates. So you could do this technique for anything. Who is my next best friend? Who is, what is the face of my next boss? That's interesting. When you get an interview, you don't normally interview with the boss. You interview with a recruiter, with the HR person, who then will eventually show you your boss, right? So that's an interesting one. You could get a job and still don't even know. Show up to the first day and you meet your boss and you're like, oh my God, I had a vision of them. All right, see, I'm in the right place. And that's how you do that. But I want feedback. I want you guys to try it. Just try it, try it, try it. And don't give up and do it every stinking night. Be the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. And the only way to do that is to do it every night till you get an answer. And if you don't trust that answer, ask for clarification. 
ask for a vision again and keep going. It's something that has helped me throughout my life and it served me well. And you know what? You are every bit as psychic as I am. And if you don't trust that you are, you need to do this technique so that you can learn that you are, we all have the same abilities, but we have to hone those skills and use those muscles, flex those psychic muscles, if you will, because that's the only way, uh, you're going to, um, you know, get there. You have to trust yourself spiritually. So it's 10, 11 right now, 11. That's another, uh, that's a twin flame number as well as, um, as well as uh, angel number. And I just looked at 43, 43 again. So there you go, 43. And, and then it was 44, you know, 43, 44. So there it is, man. I just, I keep looking at this, uh, and there I did again, 4355. <laughs> I keep looking at the right moment. So those are the numbers to look up. If you were looking for angel numbers, there we have it. Um, 22, 11, um, 43, 44, and 55. Um, and there's a bunch of angel number apps that you can get to um, look up the stuff. The numbers, the goods, <laughs> the information, what is it that the universe, God and the angels and your higher self are trying to tell you? Just go get that angel numbers app. The pink and purple one um, is one of my favorites, but pick the one that you like. You know, if you don't like those colors, that's okay. You know, pick one that you like, or you could look it up online. Um, Doreen Virtue, <laughs> or she who must not be named, who... <laughs> who turned her back on all of us spiritual types. Uh, she actually had a little book called angel numbers, which is excellent. It's all the numbers from zero to 999, all of the explanations. It's a very small chunky book that I used to have. Um, and I used to, uh, consult all the time and I didn't put it in my suitcase on the way to South America because it was so heavy and I miss that book every day but it is a good book. Um, you could probably find it used on eBay or something if you didn't want to buy it new. So there's that, uh, space weather news. Let's go to spaceweather.com and turn to this and see where we're at. The current solar wind speed is 389.6 kilometers per second, which means we are not in a solar wind stream right now, or if we are, it's an extremely gentle breeze it's nothing it's not totally affecting us right now um as far as the sunspots ar2824 and ar2826 both of them do still pose a threat for c-class solar flares but they're so close to the edge i just can't believe they didn't get closer to the edge um to go around the other side of the sun i mean when they finally pop off and send, um, solar flares off. I think it's going to be on the other side of the sun. I don't feel that it's going to affect us now. Um, there is a really cool video of the actual sun close up. Um, there was a lightning bolt on the sun yesterday in the late hours, a magnetic canopy of AR 2824 became unstable and erupted and the blast expelled a mass of hot plasma that zigzagged across the surface of the sun 
and looked like an oversized lightning bolt. So it's very, very interesting. Um, if you want to, uh, check out this picture when they say oversized lightning bolt, this means 500,000 kilometers long. And this, um, is one and a half times the distance from earth to the moon. So it's pretty massive. The sun is really massive and the debris is confined to the sun's surface from this. So don't worry, it's not coming our way. And they think that it was guided and held down by naturally occurring tunnel of magnetic arches that are there on the sun. And there's no significant coronal mass ejection. So nothing left the sun. Nothing is coming our way. It was just an explosion that failed, uh, to launch. So, um, it was very interesting though. It's a very, oh, interesting video. If you want to check it out, it's on spaceweather.com. Uh, <clears throat> so earth's magnetic field is quieting as effects from the CME impact from two days ago subside. The calm will continue until the 30th of May. But then at that point, which is basically on Sunday, our planet is expected to cross through a fold in the heliospheric current sheet. And this crossing is called a solar sector boundary crossing. And it might trigger minor geomagnetic activities. So that means we might be on alert for, um, solar, um, or not solar, I'm sorry, Aurora Borealis. And, you know, possibly, I don't think this is going to result in like seismic activity or volcanoes, but, um, probably just Aurora Borealis. So if you're uh, very interested in that, keep your eyes peeled for cool YouTube videos on this. If you're not in the Northern hemisphere, able to see that. So, um, there's a picture from Poland. Marek Nikodem went out after dark looking for the noctilucent clouds, but instead he found a pollen corona around the moon and he sent a picture that's also here on spaceweather.com. This is a pollen corona is like a rainbow that appears around the moon. It's when there's a lot of pollen in the air and it is kind of hazy out and the um, tiny pollen grains kind of uh, over, you know, it's like a cloud and it kind of goes over the moon. And when you take a picture of it, well, you get your rainbows. It's kind of interesting. So this is, um, from pine trees. The pine trees are putting out a bunch of pollen right now over in Poland. So the cosmic rays right now are at a high level in the past 48 hours, though, they've gone down by 0.1 or I mean, 1.3%. So we're now at 8.8% of the space age average. So we're not having any solar winds coming our way or CMEs and the, um, neutron counts or basically the cosmic radiation coming towards our way has gone down. So we're not as affected by that, which is good. We have a breather because tomorrow Mercury retrograde happens and that might be a hard, um, situation for some of us. Uh, yesterday, last night, I was having all kinds of electronic malfunctions and I just thought 
it's happening. <laughs> it's starting. Ah, it's already starting. Urgh, it's so irritating. And usually these things last about three weeks. So be forewarned, because forewarned is forearmed. Not having forearms, but just knowing in advance what's coming. Uh, if you are a Virgo or a Gemini, you're going to be more affected because your ruling planet is Mercury. And when it goes retrograde, expect delays in travel. If you go anywhere, you might lose your luggage. You might have issues. Um, I've heard of people going to Cancun during Mercury retrograde and getting stung by a jellyfish or getting sick and having to stay in the hotel the whole time or you know, all kinds of crap happens. You know, Mercury retrograde can really throw a wrench in your plans. Uh, your car vehicles might break down at this time. I'm not saying it's going to, I'm not trying to curse anybody. I'm just trying to get you, um, understanding that it might affect you. So be careful, go slow, don't sign any new contracts. Don't start any new projects that you come up with like a week from now. Ooh, I think I'm going to go into business and you start it up like that week. Expect that in two weeks, it's going to be over. You start a new job. You're probably going to lose the job. The company will get, will just, they'll fire you or someone will come back. Sorry, I don't want to do the pregnancy leave after all. I want my old job back or some weird shit will happen. And you're like, Oh God, I should not have taken the job during Mercury retrograde. Mm. But if you have been for two years or three months already looking for a job in a certain sector, you've already been putting the feelers out. Just make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's and double check contracts at this time. Double check offers of employment. If it's something you've already been working on, this is a perfect time to go forward, but cautiously. Also, it's a good time to um, take a step back from your electronics. Like I mentioned yesterday, like both my tablet and my uh, laptop both started acting up weird yesterday. Like suddenly the, um, on my laptop, my uh, uh, cursor wasn't working and then it was working again. And then I would click on something and the cursor would disappear. I'm like, oh, screw that. I had to turn it off, wait a few hours, turn back on. Everything was fine. In fact, I closed it for the whole night. I did not listen to music last night like I usually do. I was just like, maybe we'll give my electronics a break at this time. And you might want to consider that as well. Um, anyway, uh, there are no significant equatorial coronal holes on the Earth side of the sun, which means we're okay. We're in the clear for now from solar winds and CMEs and all that jazz. Five fireballs that were sporadic were spotted by the NASA all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network. And there you have it. Oh, here we go with an angel number again. Ooh, Schumann resonance news today coming down the pike from DisclosureNews.it. We had, um, 53 Hertz frequency and 44 Hertz frequency. There you go. 44 is an angel number. Now I look and 1022. So there we go again with 22 and 44. Those are your, those are more angel numbers or the same ones 
but here we have a double whammy when they come in again. <laughs> I love that. I think it's amazing. So anyway, 53 and 44 coming out of Italy. It's medium high for that region. Um, for whatever, for whatever reason, the Schumann resonance tends to be quite low in that area, but then when it's big, it's massive. It's very, very strange. All right, here we go. We have one last thing to look at before we take a break and get right on into the Earth Changes Report and the weekly weird world news. All right, here we go. California was at 85 hertz frequency on Wednesday, May 26th at the 2300 hour. So it's about a day and a half ago. So California was at 85 hertz frequency while Hofuf Saudi Arabia was at 96 hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 142 hertz frequency. There we go, 142. See, that's big, much bigger. All three of these are much bigger than the Italy numbers. And they usually always are. <laughs> um, so Lithuania was at 142, but not to be outdone. Alberta, Canada was at 156 hertz frequency on, on the Schumann resonance scale. And Northland, New Zealand was at 53 hertz frequency, which, wait a minute, is that where we are in Italy right now? Yeah, that's weird. Usually it's not an exact match like that. Anyway, last but not least, Hulului, South Africa was at 146 hertz frequency on Wednesday at the 2300 hour. I'm sorry, actually it's at the 2200 hour, I 22 again, but 143, there we go with 43 again at the 2300 hour in Hulului, South Africa. And that is the Schumann Resonance News um, for today. Keeping all these numbers in mind, remember that 7.83 is a baseline of Schumann Resonance for decades. And suddenly there are these massive numbers. So wanted to bring it up because something is happening and we're backing it up with science. So we don't feel crazy when we say, boy, these Ascension symptoms got me down and all your relatives and friends are like, what? What the hell are you talking about? Well, guess what? We're talking about science. We have science backing us up at this point. (laughs) It's that intense. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, guys. And when we come back, we're going to get on into the Earth Changes Report and the Weekly Weird World News right after this. guys so the reason why I do the earth changes report is so that we can be aware of things happening in the world around us so that we know who to pray for and where to send our energy of love and compassion and in order for you to open up your 11th chakra which is deep below your feet in the earth This is one of the chakras that's outside of your physical body, but we have 12 major chakras, seven in the body, five outside of the body. And in order for that one to be opened up, 
you must learn to have love and compassion for everyone on the planet. Even if you don't agree with them politically or idealistically, or if they're assholes to you, that's okay. You still have to love them. And so I do this as a service so that we can pray for everybody, but also for you to get spiritually honed in your awareness and ability to be a better person. So before I get into the watchers.news website, which is where I take my uh, information, their tagline is watching the world evolve and transform. So they're always talking about earth changes. I wanted to get into what is happening in Colombia and I want to call for emergency prayers for the Colombian people. Okay. That was a fun, uh, <laughs> it sounded like a gunshot, but it, it was actually fireworks. We've had fireworks all day long and I don't know what's going on other than a week ago, all of the, um, curfews and lockdown stuff has been lifted at least in the region where I live, um, in other parts of Ecuador, the first African, um, strain of the virus COVID-19 has, uh, the first person has, um, shown up positive for that. So another, that was in Cuenca where I came from. So I'm not there anymore. And I'm here in this little tiny beach community, which is for whatever reason, it's in a little bubble. Um, thank God. (laughs) So I feel grateful for a couple of reasons why I'm not in Cuenca anymore, even though I, I really love that place. Um, I'm grateful I got to live there because it is a world heritage site. It's a UNESCO, um, world heritage site. But anyway, uh, anyway, I am living in Ecuador in South America and just North of this country is the country of Colombia and Colombia is the top part of South America. And, um, they are just to the West of Venezuela. So if you look on a map, that's where you look to find this awesome country. It's got a lot of social problems, but when I lived there for several months, the people were so lovely and so sweet. And some of my really good friends in life now are these, um, or I'm mean, there from Colombia are these Colombian people that I know. So before I get into the, uh, watchers website, we're going to talk about what's going on there because there has been a media blackout. There has been a, um, their government has been closing off, um, internet, shutting down the internet at night and in the afternoon and people are having problems getting information or pictures or videos out of the country. Everything has been limited because the government does not want the world to know what's happening there. Okay. So this is what, um, is going on. There have been nationwide protests primarily in opposition to the government's tax reforms and corrupt politicians. 
The proposed government tax reforms included 20% taxes on everyday goods and services. This includes food, transportation, and even funerals. Now, this is, it's never been this much taxes, and it's not tax reforms in the way of helping the people, but rather in harming them, especially the people that are most at risk. So this would have disproportionately affected low-income and working-class families in a country where 42.5% of the population are already living in poverty and they're already struggling financially. So the protests were intended to be peaceful, but they've resulted in human rights groups accusing the police of using unnecessary force. So what's happened? This is according to Lucy, L-U-C-I-E, living la vida loca, <laughs> living without a G. So Lucy living la vida loca is uh, where I got this from on Instagram. This is her um, her personal account. So um, what has happened? 24 civilians have been killed, including teenagers. 89 demonstrators are still listed as missing. 900 people were injured by the police. And this is because the government ordered it. Anyone who speaks out against us raising all of the money, like like the tax money that you pay on goods and services. This is like on things like asthma inhalers and um, medicine and uh, vitamins and groceries and like 20% tax across the whole country. Okay. So people are protesting this obviously. So 900 people injured a thousand cases, over 1000 cases of police brutality, 10 victims of sexual abuse by public force. So the police raped women in front of other people so that other people would stop protesting and complaining about the government. Okay. 10 victims, at least 12 people have lost eyes have lost eyes, not just their sight, but their eyes. Okay. The government has now withdrawn the proposals. Thank God. And the finance minister has resigned. Thank God. The United Nations have condemned these violent, uh, the violent repression of the protests and the protests are still continuing as well as the violence is still continuing, even though The government has said, sorry, we're not going to tax you. And the finance minister is gone. The person who proposed this in the first place, he's already gone. But the protests are still happening and the police violence against the people are still happening. Colombians want the world to know the injustice that they are suffering. They want everyone to know. Nos están matando. They are killing us. Now, a friend of mine who is uh, in contact with somebody in Colombia told me that he was walking along the banks of a river with his little sister when he saw them, the people pulling up a body that was headless. This is the kind of shit that's going on in Colombia right now. So please pray for Colombia. El paro no para. 
it's a hashtag hashtag el paro no para means that the strikes are not stopping as colombians protest against decades of government neglect and abuse current censorship is taking place heavily in colombia with content being taken down from social media and access to power and internet is limited power. People are going without power. The image of the Colombian flag upside down is being shared as a worldwide cry for help. This is a distress call to the whole world. I don't know what else we can do right now, guys, except just um, pray. Pray hard for Colombia. How can you help? It says anyone can help by sharing the image of the Colombian flag upside down, which I did on my Instagram on my stories or content about what's happening to raise awareness. Just tell people about it. Just tell people about it because eventually the governments of the world will pressure the government of Colombia to stop this nonsense. So you could go to, um, you could do a hashtag Colombia resist e unida so basically Colombia resiste unida which is um, basically we're going to resist and be united together Um, hashtag human rights watch hashtag amnesty international hashtag ONU derechos humanos which basically, I don't know what ONU means, but derechos humanos means human rights in Spanish. Uh, Hashtag human rights defenders. Hashtag human rights violations. Hashtag human rights commission. This is more than a political, uh, you know, cry for help that I'm doing. I try not to be political, but we need to stand with the people that this is happening to. So please pray for the people of Colombia. Um, everybody knows what's going on in Palestine. Pray please for the people of Palestine as well. Um, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, my heart, I mean, part of my heart was left in Colombia. I, I love I love that country very much. And I love my people that are there, my friends. Um, I almost died in in that country um, because somebody robbed me there who was also struggling for money. But the people that were around me, they fed my kids. They fed me. I did not go one day without something to eat, even though we only had like a dollar a day each to eat with which was basically enough for a tiny loaf of bread and a banana and uh, my boyfriend at the time was sneaking me cups of coffee from the kitchen at the hostel you know like people were going out of their way to help us and I never asked for help it just happened automatically and they're very aware of um, loving others you know and I saw that throughout the whole country and I just, I you know, I just, I can't say enough good about the greater majority of the people I met there. So, um, it is what it is. Um, just pray for them. 
you know, pray for the human rights abuses around the world, of course, not just there, you know, um, Syria needs our, um, prayers as well. Um, Palestine, other places, there's a lot of other places. So anyway, I just, I want to get the word out about Colombia though, because it's pretty intense what's happening there. Pray for Venezuela too. We never should stop prayers for Venezuela. Not until that dictator is gone. Um, anyway, I wanted to get into the, uh, earth changes now, uh, report. It's been (laughs) a lot of weeks, (laughs) like seven weeks since we did one of these, but I'm not going to tell you all the things that happened because we want to have room in space (laughs) to talk about the weird news because it's just so super fun. And that's our lovely reward for having prayed for people around the world and, um, for loving people that you don't even know just with your love and your compassion. I think it's very important. Um, I remember when I was a kid, if I would say things are going on in different parts of the world, people would be like, why are you upset? You don't know these people. It's like, yeah, but they're like humans, right? So anyway, uh, San Gay Volcano, <laughs> my old buddy, somebody who I actually channeled the spirits inside the volcano for you guys last year. <laughs> um, a strong eruption with a lava, large lava fountain was seen at San Gay Volcano on the 22nd of May. So I'm glad I was here because boy, that, that volcano San Gay means the giver. And this has been an ongoing erupting volcano since 1934. So they, uh, found out that it was producing strong paroxysmal eruptive episodes from 500 to 1000 meters from the crater. This is 1,640 feet up to 3,300 feet from the crater. So there's just lava spewing everywhere. It's pretty intense. If you want to see a video of this, go to watchers.news and go to the bottom of that first page and go to page two. And then you could click on the link and they're going to show you a pretty wild video of this volcano um, <laughs> popping its top. The aviation color code was raised to red, but then um, after a while, lowered back down to orange. So I was breathing in the ash of this volcano. I feel like it's a part of me now. Thank you, God. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that now. I'm not breathing in that ash. And I'm here at the coast, and now I get a steady flow of um, beautiful air coming off the ocean. It feels amazing. I love being in a place that's always slightly breezy, windy. I like it. It feels good. It's like constantly cleansing that energy out, right? So anyway, there was a moderately strong solar flare, as you are aware. is a, a M1.1 at its peak erupted from the active region 2824, which is the the sunspot alpha, they said. I don't know what that means. But the event started at 1703, ended at 1716. 
but the location was not favoring earth directed CMEs, but there was a possibility. Well, we know now <laughs> a few days later, it did actually hit us, but very gently, it wasn't the strong impact we thought it might be. So, oh my God, in the Congo, holy moly, this picture is insane, guys. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, you may want to go to watchers.news on page two and check this picture out. Mount Niaragongo erupted, caused nearby residents to flee in panic in the DR Congo, the De- Democratic Republic of Congo. It's this uh, volcano started erupting at 1715 on the 22nd of May, produced high lava fountains and lava flows that forced nearby residents to evacuate and panic, according to the local media reports. Oh my God. I mean, this is massive. You could see it from a distance and the fire is almost looks like it's engulfing the whole town. This is a wild picture. Let's pray. Um, well, for the people of Ecuador, just pray that they're able to breathe. They stay indoors and wear their masks in Cuenca because that's the nearest city uh, to San Gay. Um, and the solar flare, we don't have to worry about. We already know that. So let's say prayers for the people of the Democratic Republic of Congo um, who had to evacuate because of this insane amount of lava flowing. Um, from this volcano and probably seismic activity as well. So let's just send them calm, gentle energy, and also the, the ability to get out while thinking from a cool, calm, collected state of mind. And here's the next story. Nyira Gongo lava flow engulfed hundreds of homes. The ash plumes rising up to 45,000 feet Holy shit, 13.7 kilometers. Are you kidding me right now? That is massive. Sangay only shoves ash into the air to 20,000 feet, 45,000 feet. That is huge. A new flank eruption started, uh, which we already know. We already talked about that, but it says produced fast flowing lava that reached inhabited areas. Holy moly. Hundreds of homes and structures were destroyed. Oh my God. You know what? Let's send them extra love and light right now to the people of Congo. Oh my God. That's gotta be so fucking terrifying. I'm so sad for them. Let's uh, send them strength and, um, hopefully they will be okay. People lost their homes. Let's send them um, lots of love. And if you do have a lot of money and you want to make a donation, I'm sure um, that will be available through maybe the Red Cross or the United Nations or something. Um, I'm sure someone somewhere is collecting money, but make sure you don't give your money to a non-reputable agency when it comes to this sort of thing. So just do your homework first. You know, be careful. So extreme weather hits... China's Gansu province and it killed 21 ultra marathon runners. Whoa. Whoa. Well, God bless their families and the runners are going to be fine. They've already died, but 
God bless them. My God. Extreme weather, including cold temperatures, freezing rain, hailstorms, and gale force winds have claimed the lives of 21 ultra marathon runners in Northwest China's Gansu province on the 22nd of May. Same day. Damn. 172 race participants were in the race. My God. Well, so 21 people died. What the hell? And these are people that are in really good shape. I mean, they're runners. I know I can't be a runner. I can barely, I'm, I'm barely a walker, man, with my, <laughs> I walk, I like to walk, but boy, I get, pro- I, have, I get problems with my legs. I have metal rods in my leg. I broke my leg years back in 2014. I have metal rods in my legs. Man, it's hard. It's hard for me to walk. So, but these are people in good shape and they can run and oh my God, these poor people. Let's send love and light and sunshine and calm energy to Gansu province in China and say extra prayers for the families um, who lost their people. Extreme heat forms across the Arabian Peninsula after record Russian heat wave. Well, that's strange. Let's listen to this. Okay. Extreme heat has now developed across the Arabian Peninsula following a record heat wave across the Russian Arctic earlier in the week. Temperatures are reaching nearly 122 degrees Fahrenheit. That is 50 degrees Celsius for those of you who are not from the United States. Oh, I actually get to see these fireworks. Hot pink and green and white fireworks. It must be some kind of a holiday or maybe... People are just happy because it's the damn weekend. Thank God, right? It's kind of nice to watch it. My cat always runs to the window to see the fireworks, even though she's not thrilled at all with the energy of it. Wow, it's so pretty. I could see it just barely. So um, I did look up that bird, by the way, who's been coming around and, oh my God, even more fireworks down the other side. I kind of should, I should go outside and look at this. This is amazing. (laughs) It's like Disneyland all up in here. It's like 4th of July. I'm sorry, girl. My cat's kind of freaking out. Come here, honey. It's okay. It's just fireworks, girl. It's fine. You're you're fine. Well, that was fun and exciting. Well, that's always fun when that happens on my show. (laughs) Apparently, the coast is a place where there's a lot of fireworks. Awesome. I always love the smell of fireworks, too. Speaking of extreme heat. All right, let's get back to this. So 50 degrees Celsius for those of you who are in the rest of the world. And if you're in the U.S., 122 degrees Fahrenheit. That's massive. 122. That's huge. In Russia? Are you kidding me? They're not used to this kind of heat. Anyway, this is expected to spread further east towards Pakistan and northwest India. This heat wave. Oh, my God. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Let's send energy of rain and calm, cool temperatures to Russia, the Arabian Peninsula, Pakistan, and India. The death toll is expected to rise considerably now in the Congo. 500, more than 500 homes were destroyed after the volcanic eruption there. So, my God, um, 17 villages were destroyed. What? Uh, from the lava flow. Shit. We knew this was going to happen. 
you know, bad stuff like this all over the world. Let's just send love and light to the Congo. Multiple earth directed CMEs were produced over the weekend, as you were aware, but as we know now, not a lot really reached us. Severe dust storm turns the sky blood red in Algeria over Ein Sefra. Strong winds affecting Algeria picked up large amounts of dust, creating near zero visibility across Ein Sefra region in the Naama province. According to our friend photographer Karim Bouchetata, the storm started at 1745 on the 23rd of May. Wow. I mean, the picture is insane. All, a lot of the pictures are bright freaking red. I, it just, it's not my favorite color. It makes me a little annoyed. <laughs> not annoyed, but sad and upset. Like, I don't want people to be upset. So let's give the people of Algeria love and light and our prayers. And um, I that their eyes are protected and that they're, uh, the, at least the women are wearing their headscarves over their face so they can breathe and that the men um, might be doing the same. They might, they don't wear headscarves, but maybe they're wearing scarves to um, be able to breathe through it or masks. Thank God, you know, sometimes we all have masks because of the uh, pandemic, but maybe it's going to save people breathing issues there in Algeria. Let's send them love and light. Massive evacuations ahead of the tropical cyclone in India as Yaz made landfall. Y-A-A-S, as in Yaz, queen. Oh, my God, the queen of tropical cyclones. Ugh. This is the second named storm of the 2021 North Indian Ocean cyclone season. The system is expected to cross the North Odisha, West Bengal coasts on the 26th. So it's two days ago at, as a very severe cyclonic storm with of course, heavy winds. Cause of course it's a cyclone. Let's go to the next, let's send love and light and calm energy and sunshine to India, but not too much heat, just enough to drive the rain. Because as we know, they're in for a heat wave as well. Electromagnetic anomalies occurring before large earthquakes. Well, that's nice to know a new study published on in earth planets and space sheds new light on the electromagnetic anomalies that occur before large earthquakes. The research supports the hypothesis that fault rupture progresses just before an earthquake and the invading gas is charged with that electromagnetic energy, I guess. So if you want to read the whole story, go to watchers.news, go to page two. Now, if you're hearing this three or four days after, it might be page three. So just keep that in mind. Lava overtakes an artificial dam near the Fagra Dalsfjall eruption site in Iceland. Lava has overtaken the artificial dam built near the eruption site Fagra Dalsfjall. <sighs> so hard to say. In Iceland on Sunday last Sunday. So the lava entered the valley leading towards the Southern ring road. And then it overflowed from the artificial dam that was like immediately overtaken. Wow. Um, if you live in Iceland, you might want to consider, uh, 
moving, moving, getting your stuff and moving far away from this volcano. It looks like you're in for a big one. It's, I don't even know what to do about Iceland. Uh, It's a land of fire and ice. The land of fire and ice. That's why it's called Iceland, but it's full of lava volcanoes and stuff. So they all knew what they're getting in for, (laughs) that they were in for when they moved there, lived there, was born there. They chose to be born there. It's a very beautiful, but very volatile land. I hope though, let's give love and light and safety energy to all the people, all the residents and all the tourists. I mean, you know, let's face it. There's a lot of tourists going over the Iceland. A couple of people have died looking at the, Ooh, look at this. And then the crust that was, um, molten at one point and then cooled and then people stand on it and then it breaks and they die because they fall into the lava or they get mangled from this. Just let's send love and light to the tourists. And if you're going to go over there to look at this, just don't be an idiot. Be very, very careful and keep your distance. Telephoto was invented for a reason on your cameras. Intense hazardous dust storms now have blanketed South Australia. I was wondering when Australia would show up in this news. Intense warm winds generated dust storms that swept across Southern Australia on the 25th of May. A health alert has been issued for the state and the people with breathing problems. Again, the asthmatics, we're always getting it, right? They were advised to stay indoors. Dust began to set Monday due to intense, I don't know. I don't know why they said set. That's weird. Anyway, it was an intense, um, there's visibility factors. You can see it here on the picture on watchers.news. Let's just send love and light and the energy of people remembering their masks and staying indoors if they don't have to go outside in Southern Australia. A brilliant fireball has been, has streaked across the sky in Northeast Brazil. On the 22nd of May, the phenomenon was witnessed by residents of Paraiba, Pernambuco, and Rio Grande do Norte based on videos captured by the Brazilian meteor observation. So you could go check this out. It's massive. It looks like it lit the whole sky. It was bright green. I've only seen one of these in my life in real life, right before my eyes. It was awesome. I kept telling my husband, let's go find it. Let's go find the meteorite. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. It will, it will make us rich. And he's like, no, damn it. He said, there's no way we're going to know where it went. You know, there's no way we'd find it. I'm like, it's still on fire. Come on. We were on the freeway and I'm like, get off the freeway. Let's go find it. He refused. It's probably just as well. We probably never would have found the thing. (laughs) So, okay. uh, Significant damage after a magnitude 5.3 earthquake near the Niragongo volcano. Uh, So even more stuff going on over there. So let's see this hit Rabavu, Rwanda and the USGS is reporting a magnitude of 4.7 at a depth of 10 kilometers or 6.2 miles. 
but I guess the other uh, reporting agency was saying it was a 5.3 earthquake. This is the strongest of numerous earthquakes recorded in that region as a result of the volcano going off. That's in the Democratic Republic of Congo again, as well as in now Rwanda. So nearby neighboring country of Rwanda is being affected by this shit. So let's send love and light to Rwanda as well as the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. A new project for more space weather predictions. Accurate. So that's nice. A space plasma physicist from Northumbria's Department of Mathematics, Professor Claire Watt. She is also a Department of Mathematics, Physics, and Electrical Engineering. I didn't see the rest of that there. She is leading a new project that aims to forecast space weather more accurately. That's good. And it's funded by the Science and Technologies Facility Council. That is good because we need to know more about what's happening with space weather because it is affecting us here. We're getting a lot more space weather and we're getting a lot more seismic activity and we're getting a lot more volcanic activity as well. Okay. So it is quite necessary for us to know, um, this stuff. So let me go real quick. I'm going back to page one. So we have more, um, (laughs) watches.news. All right. This is what's going on on page one. All right. Very severe cyclonic storm. Yaz makes landfall over Odisha, India. So we wanted to see the rest of that story. It was 12.4 miles south of Balasore on the 26th. And the wind speed was 130 to 140 kilometers per hour or 80 to 87 miles per hour winds gusting to up, upwards of up, up to 100 miles an hour. So, wow. Um, calm energy and sunshine. Let's send that to India, but not too much sunshine because that heat wave is also coming. Explosive eruption happened at great Sitkin and the aviation color code in Alaska was raised to red. A short lived explosion eruption began at the great Sitkin volcano lasted for up to two minutes. This is the first significant explosion at this volcano since 1974. Oh my God. Oh, so let's send love and light to people of Alaska. I don't think there's anyone living near there, but just in case that they have the, um, ability to function in the face of adversity in the event that it, the lava starts flowing their way and that they have masks because that ash, man, that's a bitch to breathe in. I know firsthand now because of Sangay. Severe weather has been affecting people in Guatemala. In fact, more than 10,000 people have been affected by floods and landslides across eight departments of Guatemala. Departments are like states or provinces, for those of you not in the know. One person was injured, hundreds were displaced after days of heavy rain hit Guatemala. My God, Guatemala is, man, it's always affected by severe storms. Um, Let's send them love and light and sunshine. I lived there for nine months of my life and I do love Guatemala. Not enough to go back there, mind you, but always I'm sending them love and light. The people are very poor there and um, 
you know, we lived with, we lived with some people in a hostel at Lake Atitlan that there was not a bathroom in our room at the hostel. We had to walk across a little dirt road to get to the bathroom, which is also kind of indoor outdoor. And then when we cooked in their kitchen, there was the root, the, um, hens were nesting above the stove, not the most sanitary place but my son helped them build a clay oven so they can make pizza and other things. And it was a lifelong um, memory that he created. And he always felt proud of himself about that. I thought that was neat. I like um, the clay adobe type of um, oven. Uh, They make the best pizza. And so we had a lot of information gathering times in Guatemala and the biggest thing that we took away from there is the people there are so poor but you know what they don't lament the fact they have very positive attitudes and they're always laughing and joking in spite of everything and these are the Mayan people and Maya itself means illusion and the Mayan people know that illusions are surrounding us in every day and every way because this world is a big fat illusion. It's just a big matrix. So we can learn about ourselves in the face of all these various adversities. So I love the people of Guatemala. Let's send them love and light and lots of sunshine. Increase in explosive activity happened at Mount Etna volcano. Um, <laughs> three episodes of strong lava fountaining took place on the 25th of May and An eruptive column was generated up to 25,000 feet above sea level or 7.6 kilometers. The aviation color code at Mount Etna is also red. It's been red on seven occasions since midnight on the 25th in three days, seven different times it's been raised to that level study. So let's send love and light to people of Italy. May they not be in the path of this ash. And if they are, that they remember their masks when they go outside. Study reveals inner workings of slow slip earthquakes. So that's another article. If you want to read that, this is talking about the areas around the Pacific Ring of Fire, which is where I live. I've always lived on the Ring of Fire. (laughs) And it remains unclear how they're linked, but damaging quakes that take place there are the subject of a new study. So yeah, I know that volcanoes and earthquakes are, are, um, very much a part of each other's lives and space weather also affects these things. I'm sure all of these things are going to be figured out soon. Seismicity and soil deformation indicate the presence of magma under Goma and Lake Kivu in the Congo again. So they've ordered precautionary evacuation of the city of of Goma in response to frequent earthquakes in that region as well. So, oh my God, I mean, they should just move now if they can. Let's love and light to the people of Congo. Damn possible earthquakes or fireball over Scotland and Northern Ireland in the UK. It was a long lasting fireball. And they say possibly an earth grazer. It probably hit the planet. It was recorded over Scotland and Northern Ireland at the 2154 UTC time on the 26th of May. The event lasted for seven seconds and the American Meteor Society or AMS 
received 89 reports from the people in these counties. That's pretty exciting. Um, I hope someone finds it and gets very wealthy. (laughs) Severe flooding effects. More than 450,000 people in northern Brazil. Weeks of severe flooding have affected people across 52 municipalities in northern Brazil, according to the civil defense there. So 7,700 people were displaced as rivers continue to rise and the heavy rain is affecting people of all the northern regions in Brazil. So let's send them love and light and sunshine to Brazil. Nine people are dead and 40,000 people displaced by the ongoing floods in Kenya. 40,000 people, man, nine people lost their lives. Um, This is according to the International Federation of Red Cross, IFRC, reported as of Monday. 6,580 families were displaced. So let's send them love and light and sunshine to Kenya. Bright fireball seen over Washington, D.C., The American Meteor Society received 23 reports of witnesses in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. looking at this bright fireball. So that's kind of exciting. And again, I hope somebody finds it and gets rich off of it. That's awesome. It's always one of my weird dreams to find something like that. Anyway, in West Java, Indonesia, Widespread flooding has affected 60,000 residents of the Bandung Regency in West Java. So figures from the meteorological agency show that the city registered three inches of rain in a 24-hour period, which is half the rainfall for a whole year in just one day. So it shows people walking up to their knees in rainwater. Let's send them love and light and sunshine to West Java, Indonesia. Iceland lava wall breached, according to geologist Olafur Ingolfsson. And he explains the Fagra Dalsjall volcanic eruption. If you want to go read this, it's on watchers.news. The volcano is now acting like a geyser, he says. So I would postpone my vacation there if I was you. Um, we know that the noctilucent cloud season starts earlier than expected. We've already talked about that, so we can skip over that one. Severe storms bring damaging tornado and hail to parts of the Great Plains. Let's send love and light and sunshine to Texas, Kansas, Nebraska, and Colorado. My God, we're 43 minutes into this, and this is only one week's worth of shit. Bright fireball spotted over Brazil for a second time this week. So that's pretty cool. An extreme rainfall event happened in New Zealand in the South Island in the Canterbury region. And meteorologists are warning this could be the most significant rainfall for the region in 10 years. They're still expecting more heavy rain. So let's send them love and light. Lots of sunshine to the South Island in New Zealand. 97 rivers across China have exceeded warning levels as a country prepares for another heavy flood season. Love and light and sunshine to China. 
This is a 10% rise compared to last year, which was a record breaking year. So they're expecting more floods and more records to be broken. And that is the last article. Thank God. I mean, how could we even, it's just so much. I can't believe so much has happened, um, in the world in just one week. My God, I didn't even look. So in Texas, this is a freaky thing that happened. Somebody died in an apartment and according to odd.com, O D D E E. Um, somebody died in an apartment and it started raining blood in the apartment below. And a Texas woman woke up to find her neighbor's blood dripping on her face. That is the stuff from which nightmares are created. She, I read uh, several articles about this already and she said, uh, she said, um, she has PTSD. So let's send her love and light. That's insane. She didn't know what it was. She looked up something was dripping in her apartment. It's because the body was decomposing and nobody knew. I think that's very, very sad, but in the pandemic, I could see this kind of crap happening. And this has nothing to do with weird news, but let's send extra love and light and prayers to Shannon Doherty because she has stage four breast cancer. Um, that's just something came up on my feed right now. God bless her. I loved her as Prue. That's just really upsetting news. Let's get into some more weird news. Just send Shannon Doherty. I loved her 90210. I loved her in all the things I've seen her in. You know, God, that's very upsetting. Um, we know about the collar-wearing tiger that roamed the Houston neighborhood, right? <laughs> oh, poor baby. And what's funny is this guy's under suspicion for murder, and now he owns a pet tiger. So that's that's a mess that needs to be unraveled. Um I don't even know what to make of this. Denmark starts digging up 4 million zombie minks. I, I'm going to skip that right now. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of that. So let's, I just wanted to read the headlines from RD. If you want to read these articles, RD.com. A psychedelic fungus has causes, has caused cicadas butts to fall off. <laughs> what? What? Okay. So cicadas are on this crazy ass cycle that every 17 years they are there and then they go back into hiding and we don't see them for another 17 years. So now that they've come out for this time, apparently, uh, they're going to be attacked when they come out by a psychedelic fungus that causes their butts to fall off and takes their place. So I guess they'll get a fungus on their ass, their ass falls off. And then the fungus pretends to be their ass. I just, I can't even with this right now, like what, what the hell? Like, this is just too, too strange. Seven people in Colorado were arrested after cops find a cult leaders mummified corpse. Oh my God. I mean, and not only do we have the theme of massive volcanoes, 
and massive floods and heat waves. Now we're getting the weird news has a theme. It's just a bunch of dead people. What? Oh my God. Welcome to the apocalypse. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I barely feel fine. This is wow. Veneration of dead saints is a feature of vast majority religions, but usually the saints earthly remains are not stored in a sleeping bag with Christmas lights wrapped around and I'm out. I just, what the fuck is wrong with people, dude? The the world is already weird enough. (laughs) Apparently not. Blind man partially recovers his vision. Well, this is positive and also weird with algae genes. He was blind, but now he sees a man who lost his eyesight decades ago can now see objects on a table and stripes of a pedestrian crosswalk with algae genes, G-E-N-E-S. I don't know what that means. If you want to read the article, I'm going to move on. It's on audi.com. So here we go. Um, a Virginia man has invented a hygienic spittle-free tool for blowing out birthday candles. Um, is it called a hairdryer? <laughs> I j- let's just move on. Uh, that is weird. And also why I guess because he's annoyed. He must be a Virgo. (laughs) I feel his pain. So here we go. Um, this is, um, a man sets fire to his neighbor's house for a strange reason. All right, I'm going to pause this and go read the article and come right back and tell you guys why, because I have to know. All right, well, this is just dumb. I mean, he was mad that he couldn't control his neighbors to make them mow their lawn, and he propped up sticks against their house and then lit them on fire. That's not exactly the weird news I was looking for. So this is the Walmart calls the cops in Mexico, a Walmart supercenter, because a grandpa was cleaning up their trash. So why? I mean, it's weird, but I mean, okay, let's get into more weird stuff. I'm going to pause this again and see what else I can find. This, this website is played out. You know, I went to the mirror looking for uh, weird news and none of it was weird. It was just barely strange. I don't know, but on metro.co.uk, I found some gold, some weird, weirdness, gold, gold, uh, can we talk? All right, here we go. Uh, a cop is facing getting sacked after saying that he stirred his colleagues tea with his genitals. (laughs) Couldn't find a spoon. Oh God. And that was definitely a double entendre. No pun intended. Spoon. Spoon! (laughs) If you're a fan of the tick, you're laughing your ass off right now. Okay. Um, Teenager accidentally moved into a retirement village after skipping a flat viewing. Um, Yeah, she wondered why all of her neighbors were 65 years old. 
<laughs> she moved into a retirement village. This is an adorable uh, conversation. She's uh, on social media and she loves her new neighbor. She's 19 years old and she said she'll definitely move in because the price was right. <laughs> and she's actually enjoying her life over there. Uh, people in India have been warned not to smear themselves in cow shit because it's not fighting COVID-19. Oh my effing God. Oh my God. It's like somebody ought to tell these people about germ theory. That's all I'm saying. Couple found out that the absolutely gorgeous pate that they've been eating was actually cat food. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That, that, that's, that's the stuff comedy gold is made up from, uh, Prince Philip apparently had a fascination with UFOs and collected books about aliens. God rest his soul. Also, by the way, he was, uh, loved and honored and cherished as a God by the people of Vanuatu. Literally there's a cult around him honoring and worshiping him as a God. And they were very saddened to hear that he had died. They, they had a legendary prophecy that he would come back from the dead and grace them by walking, uh, through their land. Once more, they, it was a white man that had been there decades before and he was going to return again. So they had a cult sur- surrounding Prince Philip and they didn't know until he showed up. And when he showed up, um, they had to look through the prophecy and they said he would marry a very wealthy woman with a very high position of power. And of course she's the queen. And so they said, look, our prophecy was fulfilled and they continued to worship him and they sent him a stick meant for killing pigs and asked humbly if he would take a picture of himself holding the pig killing stick. (laughs) And so they, and he signed it. And so they worshiped that picture of him with the pig killing stick. (laughs) Oh my God. I just, okay, let's just move on from this story. Uh, It's just what I read earlier about him and this Vanuatu tribe. They just, it was one of the weirdest things ever. A woman uh, was caught by the police breaking lockdown and her excuse was that she was hunting for fit fellas. <laughs> I don't blame her. I, I feel your pain, honey. It's been a lot of months for me too. Prince Harry's new title, his new job title, which stands for chief impact officer is a word that means penis in Japanese. So understand that if you go to Japanese, I mean, if you go to Japan and you say chimpo or chimpo, that means penis. Don't say that in Japan. You're going to freak out some people. A man returned to a $6 million home to find that someone had borrowed it to get married. In fact, the couple had so much gall as to have invited the guests to their dream home. And they even renamed it the Wilson's estate. Oh my God. Can you imagine? (gasps) Whoa. 
or the audacity of some people. There was a, uh, Josh convention for people named Josh and hundreds of Josh's went and they fought in a field to crown the one true Josh. And they were armed with pool noodles for the duel after a heavy game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, let's see if there's any more, uh, here. Uh, that might be the end. I think that might be the one that's the end. That's it guys. I'm going to call it. I love you guys. I love you very much. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me during this, my first week back in season four. I will be back on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. And we will be back with another installment reading of life and teaching of the masters of the far East. If you have not heard these, if you've kind of skipped over them, I urge you to go listen because my God, it's going to be so inspirational for you on your spiritual journey. You're going to know what you're working towards. And that is to ascend as a spiritual master. It is so within your reach, especially when you read these books, you're going to find yourselves growing by leaps and bounds, spiritually speaking, of course. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. Have fun. You could do both. <laughs> you can have sex. Just wear a condom. You could go outside. Just wear a mask. Just, just be careful, guys. I love you. And um, that's it. I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.